All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, things. Tight, tighten up your core, things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, so this is a treat. I have my friend Allie Fallon here, and she's someone I met. God, we met how many years ago do you think that was? It's been a few. Know. A few, yeah. Two or three, maybe? No, I feel longer. like longer than okay. that because it was before the kids. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, you were actually Time here. Flies. The kids have been home over two years. It and was, that's crazy. You came to the house we, party. You know they- what's so funny is we came to the house party with the, with who's now my husband, Matt, who's now my husband, but we had just started dating. Yeah, we he was like, brand new. I know. Together. I remember you're like, I'm meeting this guy, Matt. I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> And look at you now. Bring them to meet your kids. And now you're all pregnant. (laughs) That's true. Congratulations. Thank you. By the way, and we have taken yoga together, have mutual friends. You have been to Haiti. Yes. Uh, So I think I have you saved in my phone because one day at yoga, we struck up a conversation. You were friends with Tracy Hamilton, who also adopted from Haiti. She is just the most amazing, sweetest person. And her husband happens to be Scott Hamilton, who's... Mm -hmm. 
this Olympic ice skater, which is totally lost on my kids when they hang out with him, by the way. <laughs> like, it's just, I sh- I'm no like, clue. I need to pull up YouTube and show y'all how legit Mr. <laughs> Hamilton was on that ice. <laughs> so I think I have you saved in my phone, like Allie, um, Tracy, Haiti. Oh, I love Gracie. it. Gracie. I have you, Allie, Gracie. Tracy, Haiti, Gracie, because also you're friends with my friend Gracie. So I wanted to make sure that you were the Allie because I have a couple Allies in my phone. Yes. And at the time, that's how I associated with you. But we've gotten to know each other over the years. But I'm, I'm on your Instagram right now. And this is how you are described. Best-selling author, shout out, expert writing coach. I can attest to that. She's helped me with writing, <laughs> um, which is what we're about to get into in a minute. And founder of Find Your Voice, um, which there's even an Instagram for that at Let's Find Your Voice, and uh, that is the name of your podcast. It is which you launched, and you were living in Nashville, but now you live in LA. True marriage. So we miss you. Me. Yeah, but you. The goal is yes, helping people find their voice. You've always been passionate about that. Well, as long as I've known you and you've helped me do that a few times. And now you, you're putting it out there. Well, you always have on your Instagram and you've written about it, but the, the podcast and then trying to focus on people actually writing and telling their story and getting that out and what's good about it. So I'm horrible at writing. Uh, hor- not and true. you know, no, not true. Okay, so I shouldn't say that. Yeah. You're right. And the, the next, Allie's going to be here for two things on this first thing. We're going to talk about writing and finding your voice. But for the second thing in this episode, we're going to talk about affirmations because Allie is really big on those. And a couple of years ago, I was, at, because you inspired me to do so, I was putting post its all over the place, <laughs> I love affirming it. myself. Yeah. And I kind of have stopped doing that and I need to bring it back. Yeah, it's such a great practice to be in. And the writing and affirmations pair really nicely together because it's good to know, the writing kind of helps you to know what affirmation is going to be most powerful for you or going to have the biggest impact for you. So writing is like one of the ways that you can kind of dig in to figure out what information or what affirmation is really going to be helpful for you. Okay, so we'll tackle affirmations next. But, you know, I was just telling you before we went on about how Mary and I created our four things gratitude journal and we created it simple because we even wrote a note in the beginning. There's like a cute little picture of this girl, this little Haitian girl at school because the the journals benefit Project MetaShare in Haiti and the education. And that's obviously why we do anything a squab, but um, we thought, well, we should do the gratitude journal because we know we need to be journaling gratitude and four things seem simple. It gives you structure. It's it's not an intimidating journal. It's very fun. And it's got four little sections and boom, you just we put stickers in the back, which are fun. So some days if you don't have the words, you just use a sticker. So you're Allie, you're about to talk to the person who is now a journal publisher, yes. if that is a thing, <laughs> with her friend Mary, who both of us literally put it out because we are intimidated by the whole process of journaling. So you need to walk me through why maybe some of my entries should be longer than a sticker? (laughs) (laughs) You know, some days a sticker is just where you're at. No, I love, I saw on Instagram that you released that journal and I was obsessed with the idea instantly because you're not the only person who feels intimidated by the act of writing. In fact, that's part of why I do what I do because I really believe everybody is a writer and writing is one of the most powerful ways that we can access our intuition and we can grow as a human being and we can figure out what we really think or feel about a thing and we can um, find a way forward in the world where we're feeling stuck. Um, The research shows 
writing is a powerful way to improve your sleep. It improves your mental and physical health. Dramatically can improve your physical health. It, it strengthens your immune system. It um, reduces your likelihood of anxiety and depression. So writing is this incredibly powerful tool that so few of us tap into because we have this idea that it's an elite activity that only certain people get to do. Right, you have a gift. If you're a writer, you have a gift and you have to know. I think I was talking recently, probably on my podcast with somebody about my trip to Africa and how they said to bring a journal. Mm. And... I took one, but like I sat there every night, people got in their bunk bed and people are just like, they're just flowing it, you know? And we were just talking about too, about the, the Taylor Swift documentary. And she talks about, I mean, she has journal entries from every year of like, since probably she could write, she's always been in, and I just read Jessica Simpson's book. Well, I listened to the audio version, but she is a big journal journaler. But in my mind, I'm like, well, they're musicians, they're writers, they're storytellers. If they're writing music, that's the same thing as being a writer um, of of a book. And like, I feel like if you were on my Africa trip, you would have been over there like, and I, I don't even have, I have no journal from Africa to go look back and read on because I just didn't enter anything. Cause it was, I just was like, well, I guess I'm just going to write down basically the date. I wrote down the date. (laughs) Here's what's so funny about that though, is that to me from the outside looking in, you're a woman who has an incredibly powerful voice and you're a public figure. You're in the people know who you are. You're every single day using your speaking voice to communicate things to an audience of people. You're telling stories, you're talking about your life. You're so you're using your voice all of the time. And, and I, always, I don't have the, I want the benefits like you were speaking of, of the writing, because you said, you know, everybody's a writer and it'll grow me sure. as a human and it'll help me be unstuck. So, and just to be clear, like you're talking about writing. Now we've, I, people maybe listen to last week's episode where I was talking about all of the benefits, uh, improved sleep and overall health and wellness of grat- gratitude because yeah. There's no joy without gratitude and practicing and rewiring the brain with gratitude and positivity will give you the joy and just a better life, but, mm-hmm. and have less anxiety and therefore you sleep better and da, da, da. But like you're, you're also saying, cause I don't want people to be confused. You're not talking about just jotting down things you're grateful for. You're talking about taking time to actually, um, write well, and a, journal a practice, about your day. A, a practice of writing down simple things you're grateful for is a great place to start. Okay. But I think you can start there and develop a journal practice from there, which is why I love your journal idea because so many people are so intimidated by the act of writing that they just don't ever do it. And so they don't ever really get the benefits of it. And just like you're talking about, if someone tells you to bring a journal to Africa and they don't give you any direction for what to write in the journal, you're going to stare at that journal and stare at the blank page and feel like, ooh, no clue what to say. If only I had known you then, then I would... Look back on all my, because there was amazing things that happened on that trip Mm. that are now, I felt like I would remember forever that kind of the details are a blur to me now because I don't have anything to reflect on other than to call some people that were there and maybe run it by them. Um, So yeah, that was a missed opportunity, which is a great thing to keep in mind if people are, which I'm sure is what we can, you can get into with what you do is help people find out how to have those prompts to know yes. what to write. And kind of in a way, the four things gratitude journal is like a gateway 
drug. It is is a gateway drug. It's a gateway journal. (laughs) It's a many other journals. (laughs) It's many other to come. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's say I wanted to, you know, tonight or use, if I'm start, I'm going to, let's start with my journal because baby steps, let's be honest. Like I I don't even have the other kind of journal yet where I'm going to jot down, but like I wanted to be more intentional with my entry, not just, um, you know, coffee and then, or, or, you know, my kids, but it's like, how can I expand on that and maybe write more? Like what are, what yeah. would you have me do? Well, I can teach you a quick prompt that I give to all the writers that I work with to help them kind of like keep generating ideas. I call it the infinity prompt. Cause if you use this prompt every day, you won't ever run out of content to write about. Oh, okay. So, and it's super easy. Um, and you just use the, the, events of your life, things that happen to you in your life. But you start with an, a, a circumstance from your life that feels charged. And by charged, I just mean that it's got some electricity in your body. So it made you feel something. It could be something as simple as someone cuts you off in traffic and you, you feel suddenly angry and you're not sure why you feel angry. So it could be something really small like that. Or um, it could be something much bigger like the loss of a loved one or maybe a traumatic event from years ago that you don't feel like you've ever processed. So it could be like a breakup or yeah, loss of a loved one or something big that happens to you. Does the charge have to be, to me, those charges are kind of negative. Uh, It doesn't have to be negative. It can be positive. It could be, you could write about your wedding day. You could write about the day you found out you were pregnant. You could write about, so yeah, the, I guess the first place my brain goes when I think of charged is negative because sort of because I think one of the great gifts of the writing life is that it gives you a tool to process the things that happen to you in life so that they don't get filed away in your body and in your brain as a trauma. So when something happens to you, you get in a fight with a friend and you don't ever talk through that or resolve it or write about it or think about what did that mean or why did that happen or how did I contribute or what what do I really think or feel about what they said to me in that fight, then those events get stored in our body as stuck places. Mm. And then we, they end up coming up for us later in our lives. And writing gives us a way to process through. I always talk about, I use the word metabolize because it's like the same as putting food into our body. If we're putting energy into our body, food that we have to have, but if our body doesn't metabolize the food, if it doesn't break it down and decide what nutrients to keep and then what we don't need and can be flushed away from our body, then you would be, your body wouldn't be functioning properly. And the same is true with all of the events that happen to us on any given day. If we don't have a way to metabolize what's happening to us, then we don't get to take in what's good for us that can be used for fuel. And we don't get to discard the stuff that's not good for us or that's holding us back. So sometimes we get to a place in our life where a symptom of that would be you're just feeling kind of stuck and you don't really know why you feel a little down or depressed, or you feel like you keep bumping into the same problems over and over again. So the same kind of conflict with people in your life or the same, you've had the same breakup with the same kind of person over and over again, or you really want to be married and you feel like you can't find your partner, or you wish your career was different, but you can't seem to find a different kind of career. You keep having the same issue with a controlling boss or something over and over and over again. If you have an issue like that in your life where you're like, I'm feeling kind of stuck around this thing, then it's usually a telltale sign that there's some kind of stuckness, some kind of event from our past that we didn't fully metabolize or process. And metabolizing those events can help us 
clear the block and move forward. And by writing about them, that's... That's what we're doing. Metabolizing them. Yes. So it's breaking them down. Mm -hmm. So we don't feel that weight. Totally. And the infinity prompt does a great job of that. So when you have an event in your life that feels charged, there's just three things that you can write down about those events. So let's just say for the sake of an example, I'm going to pick like a middle ground event. Maybe you have a conversation on the phone with your sister that doesn't go the way you thought it was going to go. And it's not a full-blown argument, but it feels like a tense conversation. And you hang up the phone and you're like, what on earth was that? That was weird. So most of us would just kind of move on and be like, oh, well, I guess unless something bigger happens, I should just forget about it. But one thing you could do is use the infinity prompt. And the first step in the infinity prompt is to write the details of the situation or the facts of the situation. So by that, I mean, write exactly what happened. Okay, I'm going to need a whole new journal besides my four things, which is fine. (laughs) And I'm into that. I'm here for this. But now that I'm hearing what you're saying, I'm like, I just want to be clear for those listening too. Like, yes, this this can be another thing that's in, in addition. Or I guess it could be one of my things would be like, I'm literally... I'm thankful for my sister. Yeah, like I have sure. gratitude for my sister, but I can expand on it yeah. in that section. Totally. So, yeah, because I since I had teased that I was doing like if it was me in the journal and I'm intimidated instead of getting something new, uh, you know, or any old notebook, any paper, or any piece of paper, or Honestly, something, the, just fine. Or um, the notes section, the notes section phone. in your iPhone. Yeah. yeah, just electronically putting it in so you have it to process. Yes. So the point is to dump it from your brain yep. onto paper. Yep. Okay. So that's step one. So step one, just write what happened. So the details. You could write like, it was five o two p.m. last night. My sister called. She said whatever she said, I said, whatever you said, and do your best to try to remember the facts of the situation as clearly as possible. And one of the things that this step in the process will do for you is it will make you realize that you don't really remember what was said. (laughs) You think you remember, but it's really complicated to remember the details of the things that happened to us in our lives. But with as much sensory detail as you can, try to describe what happened, where you were sitting, what her voice sounded like, um, what, yeah, what time of day it was, what you could smell, what you could see, what you could touch. So as much sensory detail as possible. And even just that first step is, it's going to, it's going to keep you busy for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's step one. Step two is to write your thoughts about the situation. So write down, and one way to think of this is the story I'm telling myself. So the story I'm telling myself about this situation is my sister is really upset with me. And I think it must be because I didn't fly home for my dad's birthday or whatever it was. So you start to realize that there are all these details of the situation that you're making up about the situation that may or may not be actually true. They're not necessarily confirmed as truth. Um, You didn't ask your sister if she was mad. You just assumed she was mad. You didn't ask her if this was why she was mad. You just assumed that's why she was mad. But you can write what your, all of your thoughts about the situation. I think She said that because, I think she did that because, I think she's feeling this, I think that. And then the third step is to write your feelings about the situation. So you can write that it made you feel frustrated, it made you feel angry, it made you feel guilty, whatever it made you feel. And as you're working through that three-step process, almost always you'll start to get confused about what are thoughts and what are feelings and what are facts. And that means the prompt is doing its work. Hmm. Elaborate on that. So... So often in life, we make up stories about a situation and we accept them as truth. So if I have a conversation with you and you're short with me, I might be like, Amy's pissed. Mm-hmm. She's mad at me. I, what I'm, did I do? I'm, I'm, 
I'm queen at this. Right. Like I do this with everybody in my life. (laughs) Like everybody. Yeah. You're like, oh God, she's mad at me. What? Mm -hmm. Then you start racking your brain for what you did. And then you make up something that you think you did. It must be because I forgot to text her back last time she texted me. Oh man, that's the worst. And then you start feeling guilty about the fact that you didn't text this person back and they're mad at you. You've made up this whole story and you've never once confirmed with this person that that's actually what's going on. And so then we carry the weight of the guilt or the fear or the this conversation that's actually never been had because we made up a story. And when you sit down to write about it, you realize, oh, she was just short with me. Maybe she's busy or maybe she was late. Maybe it had nothing to do with me. And you start to realize that the facts of a situation and the story you made up about them are totally separate from each other. But it isn't until you put the words on the paper that you start to see that. But even there could be that the prompts, it could be that you see there's something you need to work on. It could be that you, the fault is right there staring you in the face and it's something you can work on. Or maybe a conversation you need to now have with your sister because it's something she needs to work on. Totally. Because it is truth. Yes. Okay. There, that happens too sometimes when you'll be writing about the facts of the situation and you realize, oh, I actually raised my voice. I think I raised my voice. So then you're like, I think my sister must think I'm mad at her. And it might occur to you suddenly out of nowhere, which wouldn't have occurred to you before, to send a text to your sister and say, I just want you to know I'm not upset with you. I got frustrated on the phone. I'm sorry about getting frustrated, but I love you. And I want to work this out. And that might not, not have occurred to you as something to do. In the past, you might have just gotten up and walked away from the conversation and not done anything different. So that's really the gift of writing is it acts like a mirror and it shows you a clearer picture of yourself and of what's happening to you. Most of us don't have a very clear picture of ourselves and what's happening to us in the world. So we're like, why does this always happen to me? If you ask yourself that question a lot, writing is a great way to get to the bottom of why does this always happen to me? Why do I always end up with a boss who I feel controlled by? Or why do I always end up with a boyfriend who doesn't treat me well? Or why do I always end up in arguments with my family members or whatever it is? Oh, wow. Okay. And so the infinity prompt is a place to start, but obviously this is just, we're getting like a sample of finding your voice. Yes. There's so much more that you share on your podcast mm-hmm. and, and tell, tell people about your book too. Uh, Indestructible? Yeah. Okay. So this just, is, let's, I just want to make okay. sure they know you have an amazing book out there. Thank a great you. story. I, I wrote a book. Um, this is really where the idea of find your voice was born mm-hmm. because I've always been working with writers and authors in a professional setting, helping them outline their books and their stories. But I went through a really hard time in my personal life, a left turn. I wasn't expecting. I went through, a divorce. And as I started to process some of the things that happened in the marriage post after I was on the other side of it, I realized there were a lot of things about the marriage that I hadn't seen clearly before. And so I started to use the tool of writing about my story as a way to better understand how I had gotten myself into this situation. Because I was asking myself that question too. I'm like, how did I get here? How did this happen to me? And so I started to use the tool of writing to figure that out. And I ended up writing down the story of the divorce and finding my way and finding my voice after the divorce. And that book is called Indestructible. So it's the story of leaving a relationship that was not good for me and finding my confidence again and rebuilding my life from scratch. And it's my, I feel like it's just my story, 
but I hope that it's an inspiration to other people that their stories matter and are really important and that there's something powerful about writing our stories down. Yeah. Well, it, it is, it is a powerful book and it is a powerful story. And I know that it is touching people that Thank are you. reading it. Um, so yes, check that out if you're interested further in her story, which, um, also too, I want to back up, um, on the, the five to 10 minutes a day. Cause oh, yeah. we did touch on, you know, if you just start there with writing these and if you use the infinity prompt, but it doesn't have to be that it doesn't mean that you have to use your journaling time with the infinity prompt. There could be something else you write about, but what are, what are the benefits of writing? Like sit, let's start with five to 10 minutes a day. Okay. So the benefits of writing are, it would take me an hour to tell you all of them, but, um, the study that I like to start with is that there, they have done studies that show multiple studies now to confirm the first one that show that if you write for five to 10 minutes a day, that you can measurably improve your immune system, strengthen your immune system to the point where people who write regularly will visit the doctor 50% less often for upper respiratory infections and flu. So the reason I like to start with that example is not because I think that we should write instead of getting the flu shot, but because I think if writing can have that kind of an impact on our physical, like our physicality, our cells and our biology, then imagine the impact it has in other areas of our life. And it's almost like now I'm thinking, well, you know, my kids have to have all their shots before they enter school. Yeah. And it should almost be like now, sure, fine, like immunity, whatever, get it all. Yeah. But also assignments for us as humans should be like, before you can enter this building yeah. you need to make sure that you've written every day. <laughs> totally. Processed your life. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And other benefits that have been proven and demonstrated are um, people who write regularly are more likely to get promoted. They're more li likely to be paid better at their jobs. They are more likely to report being happy in their romantic partnerships. They are, they get better sleep. Um, they are less likely, less prone toward anxiety and depression. And actually you can improve your mood tangibly by a regular practice of writing. So it, to me, I think, okay, we have this idea in our culture that writing is this elite activity that's only for this certain group of people. And to me, it feels insane and also kind of unjust that we would not open the door of writing to everyone when we've seen the positive benefits that can have across the spectrum from physical to emotional to mental health. So to me, I'm like, what? And also the other thing that's weird is we would never say when a baby is born, do you think he's going to be a talker someday? Like, do you think he'll be a good talker? Like we talk, speaking is a regular part of cognitive development. So we just expect that human beings will grow up and they'll speak, they'll communicate through, through spoken word. So why wouldn't we expect same about the written word. The written word is just a form of communication. It's a way to communicate an idea from one person to another person. And in the 21st but century- But some people are. My sister is a beautiful writer. She's, sure. She is a storyteller. She is so good. And I'm like, how are we related? <laughs> because she can write a story that's compelling about her washing machine. Yeah. And But I guess here's where, and this would be maybe we're about to get into affirmations and maybe I should say something positive about myself is she may not be able to say it like I would say it, but she can write it. Yes. 
And so, but well, so when it comes to gifts, like I know that I should write more and you're convincing me to do so. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, you were talking about how I speak every day and mm-hmm. I have a voice, but yeah, everybody talks. But my sister, when she has to talk, gets like, yeah. um, she doesn't, she, her, she, she her neck nervous. starts to yeah. itch and, you know, she gets like a rash and she doesn't, yeah. she gets a little bit nervous and she's kind of broken out of that a little bit, but a long time ago, it used to be worse just as where maybe if I started writing a little bit, I could break out of that and not yeah. be so nervous about it. But gosh, I wish there was all these benefits just for talking every day. Because I, I <laughs> um, the Bobby Bone Show, I talk for like five hours a day. You that do, would be amazing. <laughs> Except for I don't know that I don't know that I have less anxiety, better sleep, promoted, improved health, better relationship with a partner. So all of those things, yes, sounds so um, good. And it's almost like for you, it's probably got to be frustrating sometimes with humans, humanity, because you know. Yeah. I mean, and there's people that are doing it along with you, but there's so many of us that are not. And you're like, oh my gosh, like you don't, you may, you maybe don't need that pill yeah. or that <laughs> glass of wine. Like you might just need to write. Totally. It's so cathartic to write out our thoughts. And it, the thing I'll say about speaking versus writing is you're, you're hundred percent right that they're, each of us are gifted in different ways. And some people, I get a lot of public communicators who come to me wanting to write a book or needing to write a book and I can help them translate the spoken word to the written word. And then same thing happens for authors who write a book and then your publisher wants you to go on speaking tour and they're like, you want me to do what and stand on a stage? How? So there is definitely an element of having a gift or a leaning one way or the other. I think um, what I'm getting at is you're using two different parts of your brain and why not strengthen your brain? If you're good at the written word, why not strengthen your brain and strengthen your, your skill set? by learning also to communicate through the spoken word. Yeah. And, and then, then yeah. same vice versa. Yeah. Why not strengthen your skill set? And as you're saying that, I'm like, yes, I do get paid to talk, but I'm really, I'm really not the best communicator. So if I were to strengthen, no, 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 it's true. I struggle with storytelling. I, I have ADD. I'm all over the place. My brain, nothing is, I, I say, um, too much and like, and I'm, my thoughts are not very concise. And, but also too, that's what our, my, the job that got me speaking the Bobby Bone Show is very, it's like we're just friends having a conversation. Totally. There isn't, it's not that structure. You. Yeah. Well, some people, <laughs> some people don't, but, <laughs> but, but you're saying that I'm like, oh, this could help me at least strengthen that side of my brain. And even with audiobooks, that's just become so easy, which mm-hmm. I think is great and podcasts and being able to listen, but also taking the time to sit down and just read and totally. strengthen that muscle yeah. in the brain too, because that could probably, the trifecta of speaking, reading and writing. Yeah. And what's interesting, cause you've mentioned the ADD or just the having like scattered thoughts I should look into to see if there's any specific research on that on this topic, but I can guarantee you writing regularly improves your working memory. There's something about the act of writing that teaches you how to follow a linear thought from start to finish without getting distracted by rabbit trails. Cause when you get distracted by rabbit trails, you lose your reader. So I bet you, if you were to implement a regular practice of writing in your life, you would feel yourself, your brain, that it was easier for you to stay on one track of thought till you finished it versus getting distracted. We all get distracted. We live in a world that distracts us left and right with dings and pings and, you know, messages coming in. And I, I feel like I can't 
even get a three minute task done without getting distracted yeah. by something else. So that's, true. that's just the reality of the world we live in. But writing does help improve our attention span and our working memory and could okay. be. Well, uh, find your voice with writing. I'm going to I'm going to start. I've got my four things gratitude journal challenge coming up and I've got my writing, but I'll just, I'm in a kind of, for the sake of time and just not totally overwhelming myself, I'm going to try to combine the two and make my journal entries for my gratitude with more thought and processing more and writing them instead of just, some days it may not be that but that's going to be my goal. And you've inspired me to do that. So next thing we're going to get into is a quick little thing on affirmation. So that'll be up next. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI owned brands right now, online and in store for the entire month of May. You can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up and store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton. And it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my ritual 
essential for women 18 plus multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. First thing. Okay, so let's just tell people real quick why affirmations are so good. Because Allie is, Allie is affirmation Allie. That's my new nickname for you. <laughs> I love it. I'll take it. Um, well, I don't know. How to, I can start off simple and get more complicated as we get into it. But affirmations are powerful because they help us replace the negative voice in our head with a positive one. And we might not even think we have a negative voice in our head. We might think of ourselves as a particularly positive person. But for most of us, we have subconscious or unconscious tracks playing in our brain that are are dictating our behavior. And we might not even realize it's happening, but you might have an inner critic that's telling you you're not smart or you're not good at that, or you shouldn't try that, or nobody's ever going to listen to you, or um, nobody believes in you, or whatever it is that uh, for all of us, the inner critic sounds a little bit different. But when you can figure out what your inner critic is telling you and replace that voice with a positive voice that says you're beautiful, you are confident, you have everything you need to succeed. And we start to tell ourselves those things over and over and over again. And those become, those new words become the new tape in our head. Then without much effort, you start to see your life improve. And so you would, you're a big fan of the mirror like in your bathroom, mm-hmm. the post-its. Yes. I remember one time I was at your apartment and I walked in your bathroom and there was like there's post-its all everywhere. these affirmations. I was like, oh, hey, I'm already <laughs> feeling better. <laughs> so like what, that's an, that's a one way to do it is, yeah. for, is to put those so that you see them in places where you are a lot and that's what you see and it can be something you see over and over. Totally. I put mine on my bathroom mirror, inside of a book that I'm reading, on my dashboard, in my car, in my wallet, places where you surprise yourself with like them. you, I do. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, or like in the, um, visor in your car, you pull the visor down and it falls on you. You're like, Oh, here's a, Oh my gosh, I, I am having a great day. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for my surprise <laughs> affirmation that I put there that I forgot about a week ago. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> and so what about, um, 
you know, uh, affirmations from my love language is words of affirmation. Same so, with mine. right. And I'm so horrible good. at affirming myself, which is, you would think I would love affirming myself because <laughs> that's my love language. Yeah. But I want it for other people. Is it work the same in our, like, in how we receive it? Like, if, say, my husband were to leave me an affirming type post it note yeah. on the bathroom. Like, is that something we should also consider doing for others? Absolutely. I mean, obviously it's a kind gesture, but. Yeah, I think the power of doing it for yourself. So doing it for others is great. And there's there's absolutely nothing wrong that can happen from doing it for others. But there's something about doing it for yourself that helps you replace those tapes that are playing in your head that is more poignant maybe than having someone do it for you. So if you get a note from someone else that says, like, I could tell you, Amy, you're an incredible communicator. You're a great writer. You just don't think you're a good writer. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm really a terrible writer. So hearing it from me doesn't help override that internal voice that you have that tells you I'm a bad writer. I'm bad at grammar, whatever it is that you think about you know, how challenging it is to get words on the page. So, or, or whatever you've decided is true for yourself. So, you know, you might have a dozen people in a day. That would be a lot of people to tell you this, but you might have a dozen people be like, you're so cute. I love the way you dress. You've got such great hair. You're, you know, you're an amazing friend or whatever it is. But if you don't really believe that about yourself, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter how many people tell you that it actually falls on deaf ears. Yeah. That, Makes me think of, um, well, we were, I think, how many times we brought up the Taylor Swift documentary? I mean, just <laughs> just a few. I do it every week, every day. <laughs> it depends on who I'm talking to. But Miss Americana on Netflix, you have to watch it. Even if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, I think you'll Worth step watching. away with something. But it makes me think of, I mean, she has to be told a million times a day that she's, you know, beautiful and amazing and talented and strong. And then she admitted it's a scene where she like got in the suburban and I remember it so vividly because there was all these fans outside. I mean, she literally has screaming fans she outside of her home and she gets in. She's like, I realize that's not normal. Um, and then, you know, people are obviously taking pictures of her and that leads to a conversation of her saying, I, I had to stop looking at pictures of myself mm-hmm. every day because I would see myself and, or someone would make a comment that I looked fat in a picture which she was not fat, but she would then starve herself. Mm. And that now that she's in a healthier place and she has more control over her thoughts, she just tells her brain, Mm. we're not going to go there. Yep. Stop. I'm not going to look at the picture. We're not going to go there. We're thinking positively. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole because we know where that goes and it's not good. Yeah. Which is an affirmation. I mean, here's the thing. It's really hard to tell your brain, stop, don't go down that path unless you give it a new path. Even giving it a new path, if you don't give it the new path over and over and over again with tons of consistency, you'll find yourself clicking into the old path. Mm -hmm. It's, this is, I mean, I could get into the brain science behind it, but it's neuroscience. You're, you have neurological pathways that are carved in your brain. The more often you think a thought, the more often you say a thing to yourself, the more habitual it becomes. And if you think of those ruts like ruts in a ski hill, like if you ski down the same path hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, each time you ski down, the rut your ski carves is going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And then it's going to be harder to jump out of the rut you're in and carve a new path down the mountain. So you, so the easy thing for your brain to do is just keep going down the mountain, that same exact path that's always been. 
And what affirmations do is they help us carve a new neurological pathway. It's literally neurons firing cells, communicating from one to another in your brain. When you think a thought like I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, then you might, you might actually behave in ways that seem bizarre to you. Like you're like, why am I starving myself? That makes no sense. It's not a conscious thing that's going on for you, but what's actually happening is your brain is stuck in that neural pathway and can't get out. And the affirmation is a way to help you stop your brain from going down that old path and actually carve a brand new path by saying something to yourself like, oh, I'm beautiful. I feel like I might need to have you be a part of um, this series that I'm doing on disordered eating. When you're saying that, oh I gosh. feel like you might need, to, I know you're not going to be here when we record, I don't think, but I can call you. Okay. And you can be just a quick, we have experts coming on and doctors and I'm doing it with my friend Lisa, who's a dietitian, but she has her her a program literally called fork the noise because it's shutting off your brain Love when it. you, and I also read last year, I read a book called brain over binge where she said a lot. And I'm trying to get her on the author of that book for people that, and again, this is kind of for that, in a, that gray area, similar mm-hmm. to what Taylor Swift went through, not for people that are clinically we almost, I think we're going to have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of it. First of all, we don't want anything that we're saying to be a trigger for anybody. Totally to start a certain behavior because we're not going to be suggesting the, it's actually an anti-diet like yeah. lo- situation. So there's not going to, there shouldn't be a trigger of like, this is how you should eat and this is what you should do, right. which can be a trigger for people totally. like, Oh, I need to eliminate this and not have it. And this is all a new way of thinking for me. Cause I've always been someone that's been on a plan yeah. or a way or a juice or a this and not that juices are bad. They're not. Yeah. I think they can bring you lots of nutrients to your body immediately and be a great yes. nourishment and help give your digestion a break. I think they can be great. But there's a, I, w- I did it in an unhealthy way where yeah. I relied on the juices to make up for overeating or sure. whatever, which is where I got interested in the, the, the brain over binge, like having her on and tell her story. But it's she... It was for her, the binging was real, really mm-hmm. bad. She never threw up, but she um, she uh, exercised to burn it yeah. off. So, and I think she would have thrown up. She just wasn't able to, but really the disorder was the eating. And it yeah. was, um, she had to rewire to where every time she went to go binge, you stop and tell your brain, you're not doing this, yeah. but it has to be over and over, over and, and over and over yeah. until your brain never opens the pantry for that. Yeah. It opens it when it's hungry. Yeah. And then like she's, she actually in the, at the end of the book, she ends it with, I, I'm confident I will never binge again. She's like, and I say that with, uh, she's like, I won't, yeah. I won't. And I haven't. And she's someone that has been to therapist after therapist after therapist. It was like, dig into like what happened in your childhood that's causing you to use food for comfort. Mm. Well, really she, in her case, and this isn't everybody, but in her case, she started dieting too young and it that created restriction, restriction when her brain wasn't scarcity. fully developed yeah. and her body started thinking like, uh-oh, we've been starving, so we're now going to overeat and we don't trust you and we don't know when we're going to get food again, so we're sure. going to eat and eat and eat and eat. And then it create, created a pattern. She, I, I really, after I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I started dieting at ninth grade, which was not, most people that don't diet, most people with any sort of disordered eating or eating disorder, um, 
some of it can link back to simply starting a diet too young. Adults that have matured and start a diet don't fall into the same disorder as yeah, it makes sense. As if your you brain did. Mm-hmm. is more developed. Yeah. yeah. And our brains, it's crazy how our brains work when you really dig into the neuroscience. I'm such a geek and fascinated. Well, that's by why I want you to stuff. come on. And I know I took a rabbit trail to talk about that, no. but I'm like, no, no, you would be a good, and we do have other experts coming on, but I think you would just be a good addition to that. So I'll be calling you. I would love it's, it. And that series will be out in, in April every, it'll be a four part series. So every week, every Saturday in April, mm. one will release. And it was going to be a part of this podcast, the four things we've decided to make it totally separate. And so you'll have to search it out. It's going to be called the gray area. And now Allie Fallon will be joining us. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you for coming on to talk about, oh, you know, pleasure. the first thing was find your voice and then affirmations here. So hopefully after y'all listen to this podcast, you've got two other things to listen to. Um, but which will be the next thing is on CBD oil and the benefits of CBD because I decided to bring on an expert because I don't know all the things. And then the fourth thing is going to be Erin Opria. Well, I already told y'all this in the intro, but I guess I'm just giving you a teaser now since we've been talking for, I think I told Allie, I was like, hey, we'll probably make each thing like 10, 15 minutes. (laughs) And now, now each thing has been 20 minutes, but it's fine. So I just, you know, sometimes you get to talking to somebody and it just rolls that way and it's better. So, and that's the beauty of a podcast. It's so good. Let it roll. Okay. All right. Um, At Allie Fallon on Instagram and then check out her podcast, Find Your Voice. And it's A-L-L-Y, F-A-L-L-O-N. But on your podcast, you're Allison Fallon. True. I mean, I it's Allison technically is like my, but everybody runs me Allie. Okay. By popular demand, I got a CBD expert on because I feel like we talk about CBD things. I'm into them. I even endorse some products that I like. And of course I like them for my body and I've tried them and, and I know they work, but I'm not an expert. Yeah. And that's kind of why I... Th- how this podcast works. I bring on the experts and I would get so many questions from people. So um, a friend found you at Turnip Truck. Well, knows you from other things, but you do, which I love shopping at Turnip Truck. If anybody goes there, shout out. It's a little health food store in Nashville that we love. There's a couple of locations and this is Erin and uh, her Instagram is at innately underscore nourished. And I see here under your bio, you're like, you do holistic nutrition, yes. which I'm also fascinated by. Yes. So I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and I do some health coaching type of stuff on the side. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I love it. And then, but, and you also are a fan of CBD. Yes. So. Which I have quite the story. Okay. Of. Tell me. So when I was 20, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer and um, it actually came back a total. It actually came back a total of four times. And so um, it was with the fourth diagnosis that I really started researching what is cancer, why is cancer, et cetera. And I kind of went into a a holistic type of treatment program instead of more of the medical paradigm with the fourth diagnosis. And it was with that because I had been raised very much in the, the dare mentality of, you know, marijuana is bad and everything along those lines is bad. I had no idea that hemp and CBD was completely separate and different than that. And so that was at that time when I introduced hemp CBD to my life. And I've now been 
cancer-free 12 years. I cannot say that, you know, it was the hemp and CBD that did it because I was, uh, I had undertaken several different uh, alternative therapies during that time. But I can definitely say that I have continued using hemp and CBD during this time and I have not had any recurrences. Right. So, well, so my mom uh, battled cancer for five years and she passed away in 2000. Oh my gosh. No, it's been five years since she died. Excuse me. She battled cancer for two. Yeah. I was like, wow, five, that sounds like a long time. So she, but during that time she was receiving, uh, you know, the traditional Mm -hmm. treatment and it wasn't working. She got in some clinical trials. She was at MD Anderson. We had great care. It went away, then it returned and then it went away and show up in other organs. And so I was researching places in Mexico. Where Mm -hmm. can I take you where they just, you're on this very crazy diet and Mm -hmm. you're doing coffee enemas and you're receiving all these other very holistic type situation. And you know, when you're, you know, you can't also let me back up too. Now I'm just thinking about the CBD. We had heard from a friend in Colorado about these CBD oils, but they were not at the time. And I don't know. And again, this was 2013-ish. Right. So I don't remember what was allowed in the state of Texas or not, but we were going to have- It wasn't allowed at that time. Okay. Thank you for clarifying because I remember us wanting to go to Colorado and get it. And we were going to be like a mule (laughs) and like bring it back across to my mom so that she could try these oils because people were swearing by them. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, and even at a time later in the, her journey when she was in a lot of pain and also had no appetite and she needed to eat in Austin, we met up with people and illegally bought weed Yes, and she smoked it. And we, she She was was very, she, yeah, her, she didn't feel her pain. She went up and made, we put all these snacks out. We put on the voice and we were watching it at a family friend's house. Me and my sister did it with her. And cause she was so nervous. You have that memory. Well, yeah. We were like in the laundry room trying to hide it from my mom's best friend's husband who we thought might freak out, but then he knew and he did not care, but we just didn't want him to be an accomplice. (laughs) And you know, it, it, yes, I love that we have that memory, but it, changed my perspective because I too had that grew up in the dare, which I mean, drugs are bad, Yes, yes. but it's like what drugs exactly are bad. And we've been told for so many years, marijuana is bad and it's a gateway drug. And when really we'll, we won't think twice sometimes about putting a synthetic pill in our body that has been made that we have no idea what it's doing to us, but because it's a pharmaceutical and it's approved by what, whoever in the government needed to approve it, then yes, we can put it in our bodies and it may do something amazing for us. Uh, but really it could do more harm than smoking weed and weed could offer the same relief without the harm. So that's the sidebar, but mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. And, but I'm, what I'm telling people in that story, if you haven't ever heard me tell it before, is that you have to remain open-minded because even my mom was closed off to the weed until it's like, it's, it's your, your life and you're thinking, is this really that bad? Right. And I guess if I do need to eat and, and in the hospital, by the way, they gave her synthetic marijuana and that was legal. Mm-hmm. So but it has negative side effects. Right. Whereas the, <laughs> the, the weed, real no. So Besides yeah, we still have my mom's little, uh, vape pin thingy vaping. That's a whole nother thing. I'm not saying that's good. Right. And I'm not even saying marijuana is for you, but right. for medicinal purposes, I saw it work and it was almost like a, I, 
we did, a, my family did a 180 where yes. we were like, okay, we're not going to be scared or anti-marijuana if we need to be open to learning right. about what we can do. And now in the last several years, we've seen CBD take on the scenes, yes. but I do feel like some people put up their guard, like what? No, I'm not putting weed in my body, but it's different. It's completely <laughs> so different. That's where I want you to explain that it's different. Okay. The, the best way to explain the difference between marijuana uh, and THC and hemp and CBD is to think of your first cousin. So you and your first cousin have a lot of genetic similarities, but you also have a lot of genetic differences. So marijuana is high THC, which is what gets you high. And then its first cousin is hemp, which is high in CBD, which is the healing mechanism. Um, there are still medicinal uses with the THC and the marijuana because marijuana is high THC, low CBD, and hemp is high CBD, low THC. Um, but most of the medicinal uses that have been found are coming from the CBD. And CBD, by the way, stands for cannabinoid. And humans are born with an endocannabinoid system. We actually produce CBD ourselves in our body. Um, one of the most abundant places that you can find it is in human breast milk. It's one of the things that uh, really helps a, a baby calm down, sleep well, have an appetite, all of those things that you oh, probably wow. saw with your mom mm -hmm. when she took CBD. She got an appetite. Oh, well, she just, we never mulled the CBD from oh, Colorado. Was just never the, did it. We thought about it and I wish we would have, right, but it but, just wasn't, we were like, eh, it wasn't as popular as it is now and right. it didn't seem like it would do anything, but she smoked. Yes. <laughs> that, gave, that gave her the appetite, which is what we needed because right. she was like 90 she, pounds. And she needed to nourish herself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so really, you just have to think of them as first cousins and also think of the fact that just because your first cousin, for instance, uh, has some bad traits doesn't mean you do. Right. You okay. Know? So that's the best <laughs> way of thinking of it. Okay. So my husband, he was in the Air Force for a long time mm -hmm. and I would put, I would make smoothies at home and I would use a hemp protein or I would put hemp seeds in my salads or smoothies. And he'd be like, I can't have any of that. I can't have it show up on my drug test. Yeah. Is that true? Would it show up? In that form, no. It doesn't okay. show up at all. So that's a myth. That's a so myth. CBD, it's not a myth. So he's not far off, but that's, again, where there's a big misunderstanding. Um, so when it comes to CBD, you have three different types. There's full spectrum, isolate, and broad spectrum. Uh, the broad, uh, full spectrum, think of it as it has everything that that plant has to offer, including the legal 0.3% THC. That's what is federally legal in all 50 states right now. And uh, that's how recent is that? Since 2014, late 2014, okay. the 2014 Farm Bill passed. And then there were some provisions made to that in 2018 when the 2018 Farm Bill passed. And that's okay. when it became widespread. Yeah, everywhere. and that's when you really started seeing it in 2018. Yeah. yeah. And um, so that full spectrum is going to contain that 0.3% THC. Then the isolate means that they have gone in and isolated out certain cannabidiols from that. So you're not getting everything that plant has to offer, but you're still getting some of the healing mechanisms. And typically when they isolate it out, they completely isolate out the THC. So you don't have any chance of testing positive there. And then there's also broad spectrum, which is my personal favorite, because it is everything the plant has to offer with only the THC removed. So, so you have all everything that'll give you, but you're not going to get high. Exactly. And you won't fail a drug test. And then getting back to the drug testing part, um, it also comes down to what type of drug test is done because not, e not even all of them test for cannabis. What they sometimes test for are cannabidiol activity just in your blood. 
which it will pick up on even that 0.3% THC if it's one of those extremely sensitive tests. Or, and this is just a fact, the more body fat a person has, the more they retain that THC in their body because Mm. that's where THC is stored, is in body fat. Oh, interesting. So I have seen um, someone with 9% body fat, like a competitive athlete, you know, take a full-spectrum CBD and not test positive. And then I've seen someone with 30% body fat take that exact same CBD and test positive. Gotcha. Yes. So you have to take into consideration when picking out a CBD for yourself these types of things. Are you randomly drug tested for work or for custody issues or for whatever? Um, And what is your body composition? Or maybe just split it down the middle and just go with a broad spectrum to begin with so you don't have any chance of testing positive. That's probably the, that's what we'll recommend here. Yes. But so what are the benefits of taking CBD? And then what, for, so the, well, let's talk the oil form. I know that I have used the creams. Yes. And then in California, my friend had some for headaches mm-hmm. and sleep, and I would drop some under my tongue. And so that would be the drops. Right. And so I'm still learning to, my experiences have been great with it, but I want you to talk about the benefits. Okay. So the endocannabinoid system in the human body is our anti-inflammatory system. It regulates so many of our other bodily systems. Um, So it regulates our pain levels. It regulates our hunger, sleep cycles. Um, It regulates any inflammation response. So that's one of the main reasons I've seen people take CBD is for pain or just general inflammation, um, even things up to rheumatoid arthritis where it's almost an autoimmune type of inflammation. You'll see a dramatic, uh, a dramatic difference in someone's health very quickly. Um, so anything that has an inflammation root, which is almost all disease, if you think about it. So that's where CBD has become so popular because it can help with a wide variety of things. Everything from sleep to if you need to eat a little better. Um, It also spikes the metabolism. So yes, so many people think, oh, I'm going to just take this and get the munchies. Not so much. Uh, It's actually now clinically proven that those who consume CBD on a regular basis typically have a better body composition uh, because it spikes metabolism, which means that you're burning fat faster. So that's also interesting. And there are recent studies coming out showing that it is also go- regulates hormones. So, Oh, man, I need that. So many things. <laughs> <laughs> I need that for sure. So I was showing you my CBD cream from Sagely Naturals. Yes. And you were looking at the ingredients and you were like, oh, I love this. Like this has good stuff. It really um, does. And this is for relief and recovery. And y'all may hear me talk about Sagely, but it it you said you looked and noticed that it does not have coconut oil in it and that that's a good thing. And I thought, because you mentioned that that is not hydrating. And I'm like, wait, what? I heard that coconut oil, you should lather all over your body because it is hydrating. So what? Yes. So coconut oil is very hydrating to our insides. So that's why it is good for consuming as part of your diet. But uh, for topical use, it's actually, it does the complete opposite and it's drying. And some of the best oils that you can use topically are uh, jojoba oil. or That's my personal favorite. How do you say that? Jojoba. And it's spelled 
J-O-J-O-B-A, oh, yeah. which I mistakenly said jojoba oil for a long time. Well, that's how, if you would have said that, I would have known what you were talking about, <laughs> but you said jojoba and I was like, well, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this has jojoba in it. So I love. Oh, yay. Yes. And it's got, it's got an excellent, uh, an excellent blend of essential oils in there too that are, that are medicinal as well. So I'm loving Oh, okay, sagely. good. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I never knew that. I mean, I feel like so many of us have been told to put coconut oil on the outside of our body. Yes, we to have. hydrate. Yes. And if you were to do an experiment where you put coconut oil on one leg for a week and jojoba oil on the other leg for a week, you're going to see the difference. Well, so um, I do have a CBD body oil from Sagery that, that ha- has that, but do they sell just jojoba lotion? They do. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, and that turnip truck. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Yay. Um, and it goes a long way. So you can get a $14 bottle that lasts you a couple months. Yeah, yeah. I am looking for, especially I turn 40, well, in a year, but I'm about to turn 39. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's nice. I, But I, I'm mad at myself for not hydrating. I mean, I feel like the last few years I've really started to focus on my face, but I've ignored my neck and my chest and my legs and my arm everywhere. And and I used to see my mom constantly put lotion on and I didn't understand. And it's because yes, there is this point you get in life where you're like, dang it. And it also has (laughs) so much to do with like when our estrogen levels drop around Mm -hmm. 30, 35 and estrogen is so, so responsible for the the moisturizer of the skin. Yeah. So when those levels start to drop, so does the moisture levels of the skin. So it makes perfect sense. Aging is not nice to us at all. No, I mean, and I want to embrace it and be like, okay, this is cool. Like I can roll with it, but also I just don't, I don't need to have my skin as dry as it is. And I don't know what's happening. So it's almost like how much water do I have to drink? Oh yeah. And I am my, uh, my thing this year was uh, my word. Did you have a word of the year or do you do yes, that? I oh, do. what's yours? Peace. Peace. Oh, okay. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Uh, it, so did you like January 1st? You're like every, do you do that every year? This is my first year to have a word and my word's I, not I started exciting. it last year. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, my word this year, as weird as it sounds, was water, but it was because it came to me while I was skiing on ice and that's water. And, and I was flowing down the mountain and thinking about how, for one, I was thirsty <laughs> And I need, I know I'm not hydrating my body properly. And I know that I know how much water I need and I just wasn't doing it. So I was like, this is going to be my year that I hydrate. Mm -hmm. And not only that, as I was skiing down the mountain, I thought also, I am not a very go with the flow person and water flows and I want to be more flowy. And then also water uh, can leave a mark. And I want to do be more intentional about leaving my mark. So I as weird as the all of that. word water, like people are like water, <laughs> well, some of my friends, <laughs> not in, you know, they're loving friends, but they're just like water. How's that a word of the year? But I was like, it has some deep meaning to me. That's beautiful. And, and I love and it. the non-deep part, and because hydrating is so important. I mean, and I've been getting my hundred ounces or more a day. Good job. Thank you. Um, but my skin's still freaking dry. Yeah. So- Got to do oh, it hormones. inside, got to do it outside, got to do all the things. So tell me about peace for you. Peace. Um, I went through a lot of changes last year and just in general in life. And I just felt upheaval. It felt like in so many areas. And so um, for me, just it's very straightforward for me this year. Peace and uh, finding 
balance. I, and, um, and I really feel like I've already got a great start on it for this year. Oh, good. A lot of things have just been falling in place almost seamlessly. And yeah, so I think just having that in the back of my mind every day and, um, and daily affirmations that have to do with peace yeah. has had such a positive impact. Awesome. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I didn't tell you to be prepared with this. But since we talked about that, um, we practice gratitude a lot on here. It's big on the podcast. So do you have four things because it's four things theme that you could rattle off that you're thankful for? It could be, you know, big, it could be small, it can whatever. Yes. Okay. Um, I am thankful for my family. They are in Kentucky, um, but so not far, you know, about four hours drive. And I make a point of going up there and seeing them about every three weeks. Um, And just like this morning, I've already talked to three members of my family. You know, it's just I'm very thankful for my family and the support that they've shown me. Um, uh, My dog. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is my. uh, What kind of dog do you have? Miniature schnauzer. Cute. And she's just my daily therapist. And um, I'm really thankful for finding fitness. That was something that came into my life in 2018. I had never been, um, I mean, I'd been active, but I had not been purposefully into fitness. And it's something that I got into two years ago. Wait, on your Instagram, your picture is like you, you're like a fitness athlete or something. I am. You Wait, yes. that was only 2018 you got into it and you're... <laughs> Like a Miss <laughs> Muscle America here. What? Okay, go to innately underscored nourished to see Erin's photo because, wow, okay, she's very strong. <laughs> oh, and that's you know, impressive. But that's the thing that I'm very thankful about with fitness because it has taught me strength in so many more ways other than physical strength. Right. And yeah. uh, it's that I'm just so thankful that that came into my life. Um, and. Fourth thing? And yeah. fourth thing. I know it's hard. No, well, food. food oh, good. Food yeah. saved my life. And so I have personal firsthand experience of um, what you put in your body can hurt you or heal you. And I am just so thankful for discovering the way that it can heal me. Mm, yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I know I definitely put you on the no, spot. No, that's okay. But, I, hey. but I keep a, gra- a daily gratitude journal. That's something that I started along with starting the the word of the year, January first of last year. And um, so at the end of you know at the end of 2019, I got to go back and just look at 365 things that I was thankful for because I just write one thing at the end of the day that I'm thankful for. Oh, before I go to bed. I love that, and I'm sure you already have a journal. But for coming on my podcast, we make a four things gratitude journal. So I'm going to go grab you one, and I'm going to give it to you as a gift. Thank you so it's much. Like tie dye and, and super fun. Oh, I love tie dye. But I'm um, such a hippie. Yeah, you you can just use it. But that's one thing that Mary and I. She's um, my partner that we made it together um, for a spa. It's a, a business we have that supports Haiti. And when we came up with it, we we wanted it to be something that's like simple and not intimidating because we wanted to do it for ourselves and we weren't doing it at all. And we thought if we have this, it'll help us at least get in the groove. And like March 1st, we're starting a 30 day challenge where we want to do it every day to try to help with that. I mean, I highly suggest it. I I really think that it's part of what got me through all the upheaval and changes going on in my life last year is because at the end of the day, I stopped and thought, what am I thankful for that happened today. And, you know, 
even on bad days, there is something to be thankful for, whether it is, you know, I was stuck in traffic, but this person let me merge, you know, there's just always something to be grateful for. And when you put your mind in that place, you're looking for things to be grateful for instead of looking for things that have a negative impact on you. Yeah. And you had mentioned being able to look back over the year and see that. And that's that's what my original thought was about Mary, was that that's another reason why we thought the journal would be cool is if we started documenting it to be able to go back and have a little book that actually was dedicated to that. And you could read back and think, oh, wow, I remember that year and this is what I did yes. and this was going through. So I'm looking forward to, you know, cool. in 10 years when I have, you know, thousands of entries that I can go back and look over. That's so cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. And Erin, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so happy. And y'all can get her on Instagram and DM her if you have yes. any CBD questions. I'm happy from, to help. Because even while you were talking, sometimes I was like, I think I know what she's saying, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but I was knew I would tell people that they could DM you and you will set them straight. Yes, I'm so happy to help. This is something that's really a passion of mine. And I would just, I just want to see everyone living as happy and healthy as possible. Love that. Thank you. Okay, so for this thing, I have got my friend and trainer, Erin Opria, on, which Erin's come on the podcast before, but it's been a little minute. I know, I got to come back. Thanks yeah. for having me. No, I'm excited. And uh, we just wrapped a workout and we were talking during the workout about Demi Lovato being on Ashley Graham's podcast. It's called Pretty Big Deal Podcast. And in it, she... I have, I have full disclosure, I haven't listened to the podcast, but I follow Scooter Braun or somehow I had seen that he had posted a clip of it. And really, I mean, Demi was saying that she had a past eating disorder and then she thought she was recovering from her eating disorder, but really realized she was falling back into one. It was just sort of in disguise. Something different. Something different, which I think when you're obsessing over food or you're over-exercising, that is a form of- A disorder disorder where maybe she wasn't doing something extreme uh, like before. And that's where, that's what we call this gray area, or at least what my friend Lisa and I are talking about and the upcoming podcast series that we're going to do, which I've told you Aaron about. And, you know, we both have previous eating disorder pasts. Mine was bulimia, but now I've learned, I mean, I wasn't full blown or clinically diagnosed. I, I struggled with that, but really I had an unhealthy relationship with food and I had disordered eating, but not clinically bulimic. And that's what I'd say about mine too. Mine would have been not bulimic. I didn't struggle with the throwing up. I did um, anorexia. I just said, okay, I just won't eat. Right. And I would be and able to And you had the discipline to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's not good discipline. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But no, I mean, not, some people, yeah. I don't think I would have ever had, I, well, I guess that's, I don't know if that's right that I think that way, but I used to think, oh, if only I could just be one of those people that's that so terrible. Has What's wrong the, with our minds? I don't know. It's I'm not terrible. saying it was right, but I had, I was like, I'm not disciplined enough to not eat, but I was disciplined enough to take my butt to the gym and work out for two hours to burn off the slim fast that I drank, you know, like <sighs> it was messed up. And it, it's only in my now very adult life, sometimes I still can't believe I'm an adult. Like I can't put gas in my car. <laughs> like I ride it all the way till empty. I, do I too. have two children to care for. I, you know, when it comes to, you know, <laughs> making sure I've got my new credit card all lined up and my bills paid, you know, being an adult 
is not fun sometimes. But like one thing that I have appreciated about aging is learning to love myself and take time for myself and really learn more about myself. And as I dig into it, even all these years that I thought I was being healthy and I wasn't engaging in certain behaviors, my mind was not right. And I still was participating in some sort of gray area. Well, healthy does not mean deprived, miserable. I can't have this. I can't do that. Oh, I ate that. So I need to go work out for an hour. That's not, that's not a healthy relationship with food, with life. It, it's all about balance. And I, I feel like it's such a big thing and everyone struggles with it. Yeah. It's so crazy how much everyone says, I hate this about myself. I hate this about myself. Nobody says, wow, I'm super hot. I love myself. Now there's occasionally people like that, but you really don't hear that very much. People no, are always that's taking themselves apart. I, it's crazy. I'm proud of people talking about it. I'm proud of the podcast Lisa and I, or the series that Lisa and I are about to put out. I'm proud Taylor Swift addressed it in her documentary on Netflix, that's Miss so Americana. Cool. She, she, someone made a comment about her body or she would see comments about her body when, you know, pictures of her everywhere, every single day. And she would say, okay, fine. I'm not eating. And she wouldn't eat and she would work out too much. And, you know, she said that now it's not good for her to see pictures of herself every day because she's not going to let her brain go there. She's like, okay, brain, we're not going there because so much of it is mental. But she did. She had that, for lack of a better word, what I called a minute ago, she had that discipline to be like, I'm not going to eat. And she got really thin. And she said she would have at that time defended her body and been like, I eat. I work out and she's like, yeah, I guess maybe I kind of did eat. She's like, but truth is I wasn't really. And I was working out like crazy. So you've got her, uh, Jessica Simpson's book, Open Book just came out. She addresses that when she signed her record deal, her label looked at her and immediately said, and she was a teenager that she needed to lose 15 pounds. So sad, so sad. And so you have these very vocal people bringing this to the forefront of like, and Demi Lovato being the latest example because the podcast just went up and I cannot wait to listen to it. But she said, you know, she's tired of someone was telling her she had to look a certain way and this was the standard and she was having to work out excessively to get that. And what's sad is who who decided these standards? Well, there is no perfection. In society. I always say we're perfectly imperfect. It doesn't matter what level you get to. You're say, well, if only I, this looks like this, then I'll feel great. No, then you'll get to there and then something else. You'll be like, oh, now this and now this. There is like, where can we just say, wow, I feel amazing. I have worked my butt off. I feel good. I take care of myself. I live a healthy lifestyle. I still have fun, but I look good and I feel good. Right. And I think, you know, as a trainer, you see all different types of bodies. And I know that I can be guilty of telling you like, oh, I'm struggling with this part of my body and I hate it. And I know you, every single client of yours, you're like, trust me, nobody is happy with every single part of their body. And I have to realize too, that just because I work out with you and Kelsey Ballerini works out with you doesn't mean I'm going to have Kelsey's legs. You're not going to have Kelsey's legs. You're going to have the best Amy Brown legs we can have because God made us all special in our own way. We are not meant to look alike. How boring would our society be if we all had the same legs? Right. And the crazy thing is, is I mean, similar to Taylor Swift and someone giving a comment, your anorexia started with a comment and that you took as hurtful and you're like, okay, fine. Well, I'll fix this. I just want to eat. And then 
you know, you know what it's like for all the girls that you train, or I don't even know if some guys that the pressure that some of your clients have on them and things that are being said. And it's just like, yeah, who made this standard of, of what we're supposed to look like? And that's why I'm proud of Demi for speaking out and Jessica Simpson and Taylor Swift and people that other girls can look up to younger girls and maybe we can change the next generation and then it'll just have an effect because somewhere it's gotten so messed up. I mean, honestly too, probably with all the Photoshopping over all these years. Social and media. Then now, social well, I mean, media. but even before social media, if you think, look at magazines and how airbrushed yeah, and fit, and now magazines are taking a stance against that and they're saying they're not going to do it. But then we're so used to seeing that, that when we see something that isn't what we're used to seeing, we're like, oh, what is that cellulite? Is that you know, are those curves? Uh, And then now we've got on social media, all different kinds of editing apps where I am totally guilty of using filters. And even on the stories where there's like this subtle one, it's not that subtle, but it does make your skin look amazing. And I feel awful if anybody ever comments back, like your skin looks so good. I'm like, that's the filter, but your skin does look beautiful, though. Oh, well, thank do, you. you. Oh, dude, you don't give yourself... You, <laughs> well, shout you out both so of us stunning. are... See, the Nashville beauty girl, Carrie. Oh, my gosh. She's so, so good. Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you get to see her tomorrow. I'm jealous. But, you know, I it, it's, it's hard because then we see ourselves without that filter and we're so used to seeing the filter that it's scary and it is for all of us. And so somewhere it's just got to stop. So I'm, I'm proud of all the people that are speaking out and I'm thankful for people like you in my life that have encouraged me to have a strong body, to love yourself, eat I my body, to eat, not eat my body, to eat food. <laughs> eat. Because, you know, there what when I first juice, started juice, working juice. out with you, all I did was juice, which there's a place, I think juice can be very nutritious, but there's, that shouldn't be your main thing. You need to be, you can have that in as a way to get some nutrients, but you need to be eating real food too. And Ugh, it's, Eating it's, too little calories can have a bad effect on your body too. Well, yeah, we need um, Lisa, who I'm doing the the series with, which I think, well, did I say the name? I think we're calling it the gray area because it is. It's kind of this gray area of like, I'm not to- clinically anorexic. I'm not clinically bulimic, but What's I going think on? about Something's food all the right. time. I sometimes miss out on social events because of my food. I get... Ha- anxious around food. I don't want, I'm scared of food. I'm working out excessively or whatever it may be. Like that is not having a healthy relationship. When your whole mind is consumed mm -hmm. with what you're going to eat and how you're going to work out, how you're going to do this and how you're going to do that, instead of living in the moment, then there might be something wrong. It might not be clinically. Right. It's just the gray area where maybe you don't even know that you have that. But so I'm going to read the, um, this is the little thing that we wrote up about it. So I want to read it to you and see yeah, what you I want think. To hear. It says, Amy Brown, host of Four Things with Amy Brown, and Lisa Haim, registered dietitian and founder of The Well Necessities and Fork the Noise, are breaking the stigma and exposing the truth about disordered eating in a new four-part series TBD title, which we have now given the gray area. So I can add that in. They'll expose the gray area of eating disorders 
the subclinical tendencies that many of us partake in but fail to get help for. Both having overcome their own struggles with disordered eating, Amy and Lisa want to make sure no one feels alone in this journey and that freedom is in fact possible. Throughout the series, they'll hear from real people with real stories who found freedom after a fight as well as bring on experts to best guide and navigate this territory. This there, is so amazing. Oh, there's one more sentence. Oh, one more sentence. Sorry. Their goal is to start a conversation to instill hope for those who are struggling and provide space for those going through it and those who have overcome it. So in the wow. stories we're collecting, we're collecting right now and we're, we gave, they're about five minutes or less. Like we gave like a word count and kind of a guideline on how to tell your story, but not too many guidelines because we wanted each one to be their own and raw. And, uh, but I mean, I guess, me personally, I'm someone that needs parameters, but we've been receiving them and it's, they're good. The audio, it's, it's powerful. It's good. I'm proud of people for sharing their stories. Cause it's not um, always easy to open up for no, that. No, no. Some people are anonymous. Some people are not saying their name. Some people are saying their name. Uh, two people that you know are going to be sharing their stories, Caroline Hobby and Haley Hubbard. Love them both. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I'm so glad they're going to come on. Yeah. So I feel like each one of these stories, somebody's going to be able to relate and be like, okay, I struggle with the same thing. I, I can do this. I can change. I can love myself again. And I mean, love yourself and then it'll be, you'll be able to open up to love other people better too. Yeah. And not look back on, that's one thing that I've, a common theme I've gotten from some of the stories we've been receiving is they we have, we're also having them do a letter to themselves back then. Like if the, you could tell that you back then what some things, what would you say? And so many of them are saying, I'm sorry for wasting so some of your time and missing out on friendships and uh, college years and having fun because it can be so isolating because you, <sighs> you, you know, anyway, it, I'm, I'm pumped about it. And, uh, I think it's going to be something that's important. Obviously, I think all the different people that are coming out now kind of talking about it, it's great. And Aaron, you know, you have been, I think Mary even noticed probably a year after I was working out with you, how I started eating differently. I, like, I, was I couldn't eating be real more food. proud of like you. I was doing oh my gosh. eggs and oatmeal and salmon and really. And even when you had oh. events. Even when I had, if I had a red carpet, I used to just juice. Uh, juice. And now it's like, oh, I'm about to go on the red carpet. I'm going to eat a full meal. Who cares? Like I'm ready. Like I feel good because I'm taking care of my body. And that's what I was going to say. Lisa, retur- I thought about this earlier and I forgot to say it. Uh, she, calories, what does she call calories? Uh, life's f- force, like your fuel, like it's your life force. Like calories, she doesn't even call them calories. It's like, if you look at, stop looking at something and counting all the calories of what you're eating, look at it as like, that is my life force. That is giving me what I I need to survive. And every time you eat, if you can think you're either feeding or fighting a disease too, fuel your body properly. Your body's like a car. If you put bad gasoline in a car, it breaks down, right? It's the same thing with your body. Feel your body, keep it moving, keep it going, keep it feeling amazing, feel your body properly. But you have to give it that to give it the energy. Same thing with gas. If you don't fill a gas tank, it's gonna break down. Your car's the same way. Yeah. So you've been a huge part in my, what you 
season of recovery of what I've been realizing been about myself so the last few years. And all of this is new to me too. Listeners, like you're not alone. I'm not someone that's coming to you as some expert and like I have all this figured out. That's what I was saying. Like with my adulthood and with my years, <laughs> like becoming 39 and growing into myself, this is all something I'm just now figuring out about myself. And so, uh, but Erin, you know, She's got tools that I use to keep me strong. Like I'm super pumped about your new app that you now have. I downloaded it. So I'm very proud of you, which I want to tell my listeners about too, in case they are looking to maybe start their workout journey or they can't make it to the gym or they just want to start building muscle and taking care of themselves. That's why I called it the pretty muscles. Boom. That's the name of the app, pretty muscles. And it's for guys, girls. It's for everyone. Muscles are absolutely beautiful. And the more muscles you have, the more calories you burn at rest. It's a win-win. Yeah. And you just go to um, the app store and type in pretty muscles. And the workouts are about 30 minutes. So you don't even have to drive to the gym. They're all workouts that you can do in the convenience of your own home with your kids running around. It doesn't matter. They're simple yet super effective workouts. And they change every day for the whole year. You will never repeat the same workout. You might repeat some of the fun stuff, but none of the workouts will be the same. Not only that, but I have a full meal plan. So then you can just learn how to live a healthy, balanced life. It's not about taking this out and taking that out. It's all about learning how to eat clean, but still love life. Get out, enjoy it. Move that beautiful body of yours, but have fun. Have fun. Like I have tons of workout games. You know, I love those games, Amy. Oh yeah. You're all about the games. Lots and lots of workout games, lots and stuff. But look, it's minimal equipment. Now you guys can train like all my amazing clients, but you guys get to do it in the convenience of your own home. Yeah. So simple. 30 minutes, play with me and I'll tell you exactly how to do it. Oh, and I have modifications. It's for everybody. Yeah, really it is. And um, I highly recommend you check it out. And then also... I was something I participated in a lot is your step back game, oh. which I, I know that there's one that is going on basically now, but Sunday's the last day to yes. sign up. So if anybody wants to sign up for step, so bet. the very last day to sign up for step bet where it says it started March 20 or February 24th, it actually starts March 1st. That first week is a warm up, So you can still sign up. The biggest thing is you make sure you go into the game code Aaron just E-R-I-N. Make sure you enter the game code Aaron. You'll be put in my game. You're going to pay $40. Everyone pays $40. It's going to pull your history off your fitness tracker. If you don't have one, it's going to take it from your phone. How cool is that? Everyone can play and it's going to give you a personal goal for the next six weeks. Actually, it's only going to be five weeks because the first week is a warm up week. And if you hit your personal goal, you're only competing against yourself. You get your money back plus more. But the best part about it is you move more you feel amazing. You interact with your kids because you can take your kids out it with you. It does keep you moving for sure. It does. Your furry babies are going to love Cooper. My baby Cooper loves when step bed's going on. He's like walks, extra walks and extra walks. I know. I'm it's, sure my dog Kara's like, hmm, please play step bed. Let's walk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll do it this time. Last time I did it, I think I was out. Sometimes it just depends like what I have going on in life. And obviously working in radio, I sit behind a microphone. And so, yeah. I think there was something that happened. I was like, it was like day two. And I was like, dang it. I know. I was like, how did you lose? All right, guys, you are not going to lose. Let's all do this together. Let's all move more, feel amazing. Even if you lose, it's still fun. It's it's actually more fun though if you can get a friend to play because if you get a friend to play, you guys have each other to hold each other accountable, which my husband and I play together. My son plays with me sometimes too. I, I love them. I'm kind of obsessed. So in my Pretty Muscles app, I tell you to move, get out and get your movement in too where your 30 minutes of working out is super important to make those pretty muscles, but all day movement 
is just as important. The more you sit, the tighter you get, the more you move, the better you feel. So do both. Boom, boom, boom. Eat clean, smile, yeah. love life. And we're all going to learn how to support each other. Yeah. I love that. And yes, I love being able to support you. And thank you for always being a cheerleader for me. And I'm your me feel biggest good, cheerleader. So. And I can't be more proud of your journey. It's been really fun to be a part of. And I, I actually truly thank you for choosing to be a part of your journey. Oh, well, thank you, Aaron. I mean, I kind of, um, well, it's a long story, but I tricked Aaron into training me. <laughs> You did not trick me. Yeah, I did. No. Yeah, I did. No. Yeah, I did. It's it's kind of funny how it happened, but that was like over two years ago. So now it seems normal, like that we're we're hanging out. But she did not know me at all, and then I got her in some auction for Haiti, and then I'm sure she was like, "Okay, I'm just going to train this girl, one and done. Get out of here, do the auction." And then I was like, "So, <laughs> you want to keep me around?" <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been so fun training you. We've actually had lots of fun stuff, like our events and stuff. So like- fun, and we're working on an Espoir event, like speaking. I- I love doing these events so much. We're trying to put that one together right now for like mid to late April in Nashville, and it'll be another brunch and burn. But everybody better come to give too many of the details. But Nashville, yes, we've done it here before, but it's just a good central location where people love to visit here for the weekend if they want to make a trip out of it, or they can drive in from lots of different, lots of different places. Like it's just a good. It is a great central. It's easy to fly to, easy to drive to. Yeah. So that's another fun thing that we have coming up together. Be on the lookout for that one. Yeah, it's going to be great. So at Erin Opria is her handle on Instagram. Definitely follow her. She always puts great stuff up in there. Like you posted a salad recipe or you posted a, a salad, salad dressing. dressing. I'm going to post a dressing. Yeah, tonight. you need to post it because yeah. you sent me a screenshot, but I'm like other people need to know this. And it's I took a- so good. I took a so screenshot good. of it and it's I'm going to make it's it. It's a ranch dressing. It's a tahini ranch dressing. That's actually really, really, really good. Yeah. It looks amazing. So I'm going to have to simple, make that. Simple, very simple. Yeah. It looks like there's like one, two, three, four, five, like eight I didn't ingredients. Need, it had oil in it and I just took the oil out. I didn't need it. Yeah. But Delicious. if somebody wanted it, that would be fine yeah. too. So I I took it out personally. I'll put it in the recipe and I'll put optional. Yeah. Cool. So everyone. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay. Remember, pretty muscles, baby. Step it. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, They have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. 
All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.